Have you ever thought about your fit in an organisation? Is your fit in an organisation static or does it change over time? And what happens when you experience misfit or it just goes horribly wrong? We'll be answering this and lots of other questions in today's podcast. You're listening to the Unexpected World of Business podcast brought to you by Henley Business School. Okay, welcome to the Unexpected World of Business podcast. I'm with my colleague, Karen Jensen. Hi, Karen. Hello. Good to, speak, good to be speaking today. Looking forward to this. Karen's Research Division Lead, Organisational Behaviour, Leadership and Coaching in our Leadership, Organisation and Behaviour Department here at Henley Business School. That's it, a mouthful. It is. <laughs> Definitely a mouthful. Just talk about your main research areas, though. That's probably, probably an easier thing to get across. Uh, my primary research is in leadership and organisational change. Yep. And I've been studying for 20 years on those topics. And before that, I was at IBM, where I experienced a great deal of change, which is why I study that topic. Excellent. Okay. So today we're talking about, um, grossly summarizing for now, but someone's perceived or actual fit in an organization. Yes. Yeah? So um, I think there's some quite interesting themes coming out of this. So fit is crucial to, to a successful career, right? I think we all established that intuitively, but I, for one, hadn't really given it a lot of thought if I'm honest. So I think uh, in a sense, I perhaps always thought of it almost a bit binary, kind of a, you either fit or you don't. But actually, I was really impressed when I read the, uh, the work that you'd done about how nuanced this is. So I think that's really what we'd, we'd love to explore with you today. So let's get right into it. What's, um, what does your research say? What's the, what's the big idea? Well, we study fit often at one point in time. Yeah. And what this study did was look at how people how their fit evolves over time. So we looked at people with long tenure who had been with an organization for um, more than 10 years to see how their fit changes um, and how they react to it. So we tend to actually assess fit when we hire somebody. Yes, yeah. yeah. And that's great for establishing fit. But we forget that there's people who've been in an organization for five, 10, 15, 20 years. And fit evolves in rea- in reality. It changes all the time. Presumably with the business changing, with the external context changing. With you changing. Yeah. yeah you know, okay. Your priorities might change. Uh, you might have children and that might change your relationship with your work. And your boss changes and your team members change. And so your fit is constantly evolving. But Ironically, we hadn't done a lot of work in that area to, to understand what the implications of those fit adjustments are. So is this an um, interesting point? It changes over time. So I like the idea of you changing. I mean, you as a person. So what, um, talk a bit more about that. How, does that. how would that show up, if you like? What would you see in people? So I think one thing to understand is that fit has really important implications. If you're a good fit... You have lower stress, higher satisfaction, more likely to stay in the company. If you're experiencing misfit, you have increased stress, decreased satisfaction, and are more likely to start thinking about leaving and going elsewhere. And so good fit is sort of the goal. Okay, so you've got a very fundamental... So what's good fit, I suppose, in a sense, is a good values connection. People have the right motivation that is usually associated with performance. You've related it to lower stress, higher satisfaction, actually. So from a resilience and engagement point of view, are you, are you bet, just better when you fit? Is that, Absolutely. I mean, in a sense, that's obvious and intuitive in a way, isn't it? But it's not something that necessarily is, is thought about too much. So people would be... So it's fluid. 
It is. Yeah, and a- so if, if I'm changing, I yeah. might have chosen a job 10 years ago for who I was 10 yeah, years okay. ago. And maybe I have new things that I want to learn or do or experience, or I want to be challenged in ways that this organization is not challenging me um, because of some experience or education that I've obtained over that time. So okay. misfit sort of grows gradually, but at some point, either you've changed so much or the environment's changed so much that it's time to do something, time to different. something different. One of our findings in this study is that people take some journeys of fit. Yeah, okay. And one of those journeys is an accumulation journey, which is to the point of what we've just been talking about. Yep. Little by little, over time, something's changing yeah, and okay. adding up, and you're starting to kind of count in your head okay. what's going on and you're keeping score if you will death by a thousand cuts yes exactly <laughs> and at some point you will yeah. reach a point where the accumulation is just too much and that's when you're going to take action and to those from the outside they might look at that and say i thought you loved your job you've been there for so long like what happened and it's just that straw that breaks the camel's back that one moment that says i've been accumulating this misfit for a good long time and now i've hit this point and and it's time for me to go accumulating misfit i like that it's kind of a it's kind of almost like things sticking to you and it? it's kind of a just it, it doesn't quite work anymore it's just a, and yeah i suppose the thing that tips you over the edge might not be anything necessarily then severe serious it could just be you know what Right. So just the, enough now. And that's exactly what the accumulation journey is about, is yep. those little tiny incremental shifts yep. in, in yourself or in your environment that add up. The alternative journey that we found evidence of in talking to these people with long tenure was something we called an identity threat journey. Okay. And here this can happen in one moment, or it could happen at the end of an accumulation journey where one event or one yeah, significant okay. thing happens and it's usually a, a breach of your values. Yeah, okay. So that could be that actually could be an, a specific and big event, or it could be something at the end of an existing journey of that's right kind of accumulation of misfits. But you, it really calls into question, into question who you that. are. Yeah, what would what would do that for people? Um, I, several examples that we use in our study are things like um, this: a new CEO comes in. Yeah. And that CEO has totally different values than the company has stood for for many years. And if this person has long tenure, it's just too much. Too much yeah, too far away from the, I suppose it's things like um, uh, the activities of an organization change so much that they, they're either, they're kind of it pulled into question or people don't like the things we're now doing as a company or whatever or the way we approach our market or the service we provide or it could be a change and shift in in terms of being more environmental or more sustainable and if the organization had be been on that path yeah and this new ceo is all about cutting costs and and it doesn't matter doesn't if what matter. we do is a little bit what trajectories can you be on if you like so it was very interesting when we asked people do you fit in your job the answers were never just, yes, I'm yeah, a good okay. fit. It was, well, it used to be good. Yeah, okay. It's not so good now, but I think it's going to get better. So they sort of form a trajectory based on their past, present, and anticipated future fit. Yeah, got so it. So it's, it's a temporal contrast. 
which says, I can't understand my current fit unless I know what it used to be like and what it could be like in the future. And so we found four trajectories that came out of that. And one of them is riding the wave. Okay. So yeah, right. it, I'm, I'm so much better than I used to be. It used to be yeah. not so good. It's great. Uh, the second one is a temporary setback. Yeah. Used to be great. It's not so good right now. Just got a new job, a re- reassigned, still figuring that out, a new, new set of coworkers. And so yeah. it's not perfect yet, but I can sort of see the end in sight and it will get better again. It's just a temporary lull. So this could be people somewhere in the middle of a hopefully positive change program where this has been tough, but can see where we're headed and this is starting to get better and i can i can tolerate this because i know that there's a it's going to get better that's okay. right yeah Absolutely. makes sense yep uh the other the last two are similar versions of each other one is anticipated decline yeah okay so things have been great for a long period of time but i'm seeing the signs yeah okay. maybe we're looking at a merger and acquisition situation that's not going to work out for me. Maybe there's a shift in values and things like that. And so you're starting to see that. So that could be using a CEO idea that could be a CEO that perhaps isn't dramatically different, but you can kind of see just from initial behaviors, you think, I can see a different way coming. I can... Exactly. Or your boss is not... Again, you don't have a bad relationship potentially, but you're just anticipating the company might be taken in a different direction or... Exactly. Signals signals weak or, or strong are starting to... And again, so the, you. this trajectory, at the current moment, I fit. I feel like I fit. Yeah. I'm just anticipating that That's I won't cool. in the future. And then the, the fourth oh, one... Interrupting a second. Yeah. Did you expect that one? Was, it, was that when you were doing the research? Was... We didn't expect any of these. No, okay. We thought if we asked if you fit, yeah. you would just tell us the so answer. Black and white, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but in rea- it makes total sense when you see it now, but yeah. we've never thought of it, no, as, thought of it yeah. as, a, as a sort of a trajectory of fit that it's you're always in the middle of a story so the last one is a version of the anticipated decline it's called the downward slide here right. it, it used to be good in the moment i'm already experiencing misfit yeah and i anticipate it's going to only get worse so it's just a more severe version of the yeah. anticipated decline and um in this one it's the one that's most likely to lead to turnover Okay. If, if you are on this downhill slide, unless something very significant changes with you or the environment, yep. you're, you're probably on your way out. Thinking of talent, if you like, from a talent management perspective, if you like, what, what do people do about that? I mean, how do they start to think about what trajectory someone's on or how they might help support intervene? What, what, what does this mean for managers and leaders? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that... At one level, it's really important to realize that people have a history with fit. Yeah. And so when we hire somebody, we think, okay, I, these are a, this person's a good fit right now. Yeah. But if they came from a situation where they were a horrible fit, to them, they're really happy compared to somebody maybe who came from a similar set of fit. They're just average happy. Got it. Or satisfied with their fit. Yeah. Or if they came from someplace that was phenomenal, even though they, they're kind of a good fit, it's a, it's a contrast for them because it's not as good as their old company. Mm, okay. So how's, how do you um, how does one, one assess either re- genuinely as an, an assessment in a formal way or just informally, intuitively? How does someone 
start to think about how their people do fit, to what extent they fit. Well, I think, you know, we've talked about this idea of their stories or there's, yep. you know, a fit narrative going on here. And so it might be helpful when you're interviewing somebody to ask them about how they fit in their previous job, just to get a sense if they're coming in with low expectations, high expectations, um, and what the impact of misfit might be. Okay. So just being aware of their story. On the other end, you know, it's possible that with good interpersonal relation between you and your supervisor or boss that you can construct the future fit together. Yeah. You know, job crafting is something that's being talked about a lot is if you can have a frank conversation saying, I'm really starting to feel like this environment is not, you know, capitalizing on my skills and abilities to the best of, that it could, um, maybe you can co-construct some other environment that makes it your fit better in the future, which would help you to endure a period of misfit um, because you can see the future getting brighter. So it's really working on the other end of the trajectory. Okay, interesting. So from a, thinking again from a leader perspective, um, I suspect you shouldn't talk about fit in a snatched 20-minute coffee shop conversation kind of thing. It's a... It, like a one-to-one catch-up. Not you, how you're doing is a very different question to to what extent do you fit. Um, so, how would you, as a leader, what kind of environment, what kind of conversation you need to have when you can explore fit as a, in a more in a safer way, perhaps for people? I think you know, back in the days when I was at IBM, we had we had two different reviews. You had yeah. your annual review yeah. that was about you know about performance, and then we had one that was developmental. This would definitely be something that fits in the developmental conversation. Yeah, okay. Um, some organizations do that formally, some do that informally, but I think it's just an opportunity to be a little bit more frank about where you are and where you'd like to be in terms of your fit, and. Often, you might have a sense of it, but I think this idea of these trajectories really brings it out. And I think that um, we were surprised when we asked these people about their fit. They don't talk about it. They don't think about it a lot. No. So when do they think about it? I mean, yeah, interesting. Um, One of our participants said, "I think you don't think about fit if you do fit." You yep. only think about fit when you don't. It's kind of like when your shoes are too tight. <laughs> yeah, okay, I get that. And so when your shoes are too tight, you think about your fit all the yeah, time. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Constantly. It's just annoying. <laughs> yeah, so that's a good way of looking at Sound, it. Sounds personal. <laughs> no, no, exactly. I suppose there's, um, there's quite a, an interesting... Um, there's, there's, a, there's an issue in there, just isn't there, around the, the, the conversations leaders can have with their people and the... And the interpersonal skill that's required to have a conversation like that, isn't there? So I suppose it probably does mean anybody listening here needs to, if they're a leader, think about how would they bring that into conversation? What would the setup be to do that? And I think if you're a, if you're an, thinking as an employee and reflecting your own personal fit, how would how would they introduce with their boss a, a kind of non-threatening, safe conversation about the extent to which they fit? How would they do that? If you if you had a problem that you were feeling like you weren't fitting and you wanted to leave, how would you how would you introduce that with your boss? I think it has to be something that's actionable. Yeah. Yeah, so I think in the situations where you don't have much autonomy to fix 
a, a misfit situation in that moment. Yep. About the only thing you can do is be a little bit more transparent about where the organization is going in the future. Okay. Because if you can paint a picture where this person now says, oh, I see where we're heading and I like that and I, you know, it fits my values and where I'm trying to go, then they'd, they'd be more apt to weather that period of misfit okay. so to stay with the organization. To, might be so, able to move them into a different, towards a different trajectory. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So with, but I think that requires shared vision and yep. shared tra- and, and transparency on the part of the leadership of the organization with it. So okay. it's one thing to say, we want to be this. It's another thing to actually say how you're going to get there and that you'll be valued when we do. Okay. Yeah, excellent. Okay, so what have we, what have we missed from the research? What else would you love to share, regret not having shared? Um, ironically, after all of this discussion of how dynamic fit is yeah, and okay. how trajectories are formed in the moment with every event that occurs and that those trajectories can shift from moment to moment. Um, one thing is we had we experienced things called back to happy moments. Okay, back to happy moments. Yes, so we well, had we like pe- those. people who were maybe on an anticipated decline or a downward slide and miserable and thinking about early retirement just to get out of the situation. And then this person's boss left and the person who came in fell right back into the kind of values and principles that this person was used to. Right. And they literally used the term, I went back to happy. Really? It reset all of that accumulated misfit because they once again felt valued and appreciated. And they ended up not talking about retirement. We asked them a year later about their fit. And they didn't talk about retirement at all. They said, no, I'm really happy. This, everything's going great. I will say, back to happy moments didn't happen a lot in our sample. <laughs> nice to encourage those, though, wouldn't it? Different people have a different sort of zone of toleration of misfit, right? So some people might go years tolerating something. Yeah. Maybe they're risk averse and the thought of getting another job is too scary. Yeah. Um, so they'll tolerate a lot of misfit for a long time. Again, up until you hit that identity threat. Because if something hits that close to home that says, this is not who I am, Mm. and I'm done. And and so that's That's the turning point where they say, you've pushed me too far. There's no going back. So once you hit an I'm done sort of moment, it's over. But that length of how long people will tolerate misfit is an individual difference, really. And, And also circumstance driven. You know, if you're in... A small town and this is the only game in town you know and you don't have a lot of alternatives you're more likely to tolerate misfit for a, a greater period of time presumably you the practicalities and your perception of alternatives would, would outweigh your fear or whatever misfit would but the, but the hard part about this is that once you're a misfit this tight shoes idea yeah you think about your misfit a lot and it, it takes your time and it takes your energy. And so it's probably going to be a bit of an impact on your stress levels and on your performance because you're, you're thinking about it so much. And so it's best to try to resolve misfit as, as soon as possible yeah. because it will eventually might decrease engagement levels. Yeah. It might, de- you know, you might be impact withdrawing yourself from the environment a little bit because it's, it's 
uncomfortable to be there. Given the um, really completely agreeing, given the very uh, low engagement scores in places like the UK, staff engagement scores, that really is, as you just described that, that, that you can see that playing out in many, many organisations with many, many people at the moment. So probably something that uh, leaders and HR teams should be conscious of, that that might be what's playing out. Mm. Fit, pure, absolute feeling of fit during change, transformation, uncertainty, crisis. I think that the main message from today is it's it's much more fluid, transient, changing than, than perhaps I'd ever thought. It's nowhere near as black and white. It's definitely not a one-time decision. It's not a you're fit when you came in and you're not now. It's, it's just an interesting area to explore, isn't it? It's a completely new way of thinking about potentially uh, people's engagement. I think the um, for me, there was some quite interesting pieces just about some of the things that you use. People will probably reflect on in this um, in this podcast about things like your, your fit narrative, telling people a story to make them connect, help them connect. People's story they tell tell them say, that themselves, if you like. But I think the main thing for me in terms of summary was this, just recognising where you are on it. Which trajectory are you on? Just being perhaps personally more conscious of that and leaders being conscious of just where their people really are. I think you've got it. Yeah, perfect. Thank you very much. Fantastic to talk to you. This has been the Unexpected World of Business. Thanks for listening and speak soon.